looking at the upcoming federal election from the perspective of the Northern Beaches. In this part one of our podcast, we talk to Kim Smee of the Manly Observer. The Manly Daily, in its heyday, was a free print newspaper that had a circulation that rivaled national mastheads like the Financial Review. But in 2020, they stopped their print publication and, more as a sign of the times, embraced the digital paywall. This vacuum of accessible and hyperlocal news led to outfits like the Tawny Frogmouth, the Northern Beaches Advocate, and the Manly Observer to fill this void. This especially became crucial in early March of this year, which saw heavy rainfall lead to flash flooding across the Northern Beaches. This especially became crucial in early March this year, when heavy rainfall led to flash flooding across the Northern Beaches. When we talk to Kim, we hear how, especially in a sense of crisis, the Manly Observer became one of the most valuable news sources on the beaches. We started by asking, what does the Manly Observer actually cover? I've had a little bit of, uh, I suppose you could call it boundary creep, um, where I, yeah. I, when I first started, it was, it was um, kind of just covering Manly, more Manly Ward. Um, so, you know, the local government election boundaries, naturally everybody knows them and has them in their head like I do. Um, so I started with local government and then uh, or that, that Manly Ward and then um, it just kind of kept creeping out. Um, well, largely I was responding to my audience. My audience was beyond Manly, was beyond Seaforth or Valgala, especially when COVID hit, my audience became the whole LGA because anything that was relevant, if it was relevant in, in Manly, it was relevant in DY, it was, you know, yeah. et cetera. Um, and then um, I've actually recently uh, moved to North Curl Curl. So naturally I had to expand my <laughs> boundaries. Um, but I'm, so um, it's the state boundaries. The state electorate of Manly is, is what I call my hyper focus, um, yeah. but it's Northern Beaches news. So anything that's happening that I, I use myself as the guide, where do I go? Uh, what do I care about? What what do I what do I um, you know? Do I care if, if there's uh, you know? Do I want to know if there's a helicopter in DY and what it's doing? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> the only reason you have a community group on Facebook is to track helicopters, right? Yeah, one of my most um, common eleven p.m. text messages mm. uh, that I get, well, you know, messengers, messengers is, uh, do you know what that helicopter's doing? Um, so I, I usually try and jump in early. It's pretty simple. If it's if it's on the, there's a, there's a lot of good flight radars. If it's not on there, it's police or military. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, if it is on there, it'll actually tell you what it is. So it's pretty good. So, we, we, I mean, we, we're trying to build this into, like, what's happening uh, election-wise. And mm-hmm. um, the only thing I can uh, tie it back into is a, a Bronwyn. Um, <laughs> Like, Sorry. There's a fairly natural segue there. I know, right? Uh, it's it's funny though because people couldn't decide. Um, <laughs> I was either uh, oh you're a you're a pro liberal plant, or mm-hmm. I'm an anti liberal plant. But it definitely had to do something to do with plants and conservatives. And mm-hmm. I was either very very one or very very much the other. You were um, something. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I don't blame people for feeling very suspicious of pretty much everyone because uh, the the trust, especially in in the media, um, is has eroded. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I don't think I think it's going to. I don't know. It's it's changed forever, and I think people are very very suspicious of of what people's motivations are. But uh, I am a um, 
a, a fairly notorious fence sitter uh, views much better from up here. Much to the frustration, actually, of my of my brother growing up here. Yeah. He said, uh, "You'll never be prime minister if you if you fence sitter on these issues." And I said, "I don't want to be prime minister. Are you kidding me? Don't wish that on me. No way. No thanks." <laughs> but to your point earlier, Kim, if the last federal election was anything to go by. We saw all this wacky stuff. So this podcast really is trying to record and see what happens this time around. So yeah, to your point, I think there's a lot of people that aren't really sure what the facts are and there's a lot of fake news around at the moment. Well, there's there's a huge issue with um, the quality of information and, you know, we've never had, I mean, I feel like it's, this is said kind of every day on some kind of, you know, um, uh, commentary on television or some media, but but there's more and more information. We've never been more connected than ever, and we've never been so confused um, and so easily confused. And so uh, the game of communication has changed significantly, and and I and, and I, I find it quite scary. It's one of the reasons why I started Manly Observer because I felt that um, uh, the truth. Or what the truth is, and 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 you know how people understand what's happening um, is just becoming more and more. Uh, it's a fucking mess. Mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was going to say yeah something else. No, but that's basically thank you for is. opening the door on swearing though. This is going to get fun. <laughs> is so is that like the the value of hyperlocal news is it because mm. i the way that i consume the stuff on your facebook pages is my parents live in in manly and then there was a video that you're doing live of a police sort of police operation that was around the manly wharf hotel and the sort of and you were actually explaining what was happening and you, you talked to the cops and then were talking to everyone else who was probably asking you exactly the same question so i think from that perspective you're you're there and you're able to broadcast so easily about you know what's actually happening as opposed to just you know relying purely on hearsay i absolutely love um facebook groups and i get so much from them but but one problem is there there really isn't a uh, a fact moderator there mm. isn't there isn't a, a a hub a filter for all this amazing information to go through um and and while you know manly observer sits um on, on, a, on a website that that has i mean it had over two and a half million views last last year in the website alone so that in itself is a news source but also the facebook and the the videos and the posts i do and things on instagram um it, it really is a lot of that information is coming from people in the community, um, but uh, what was necessary, what I've added, and occasionally it takes a bit too much time, but is is that um, fact filter. You know, I've, I've worked as a uh, as a newspaper editor, as a journalist, as a radio producer, I've worked as a media advisor for um, uh, for government for justice system. I know how to find out if something's uh, you know what's going on. That's 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 what I do. So. Uh, I've just I'm applying that uh, partly because I think it's really frustrating when when <laughs> when the wrong information is out, um, and also there's so much time trying to figure out what's going on, and a lot of people are as curious as me. And for some people, it's very important in a crisis; it's it's critical. Uh, other times, it's just because we're you know nosy buggers. But um, 
it's really nice <laughs> and it saves a lot of time for, for a lot of other community organizations and even um you know first responders uh, you know have people coming up constantly okay okay that's what's going on great i can put it over here do i need to do anything as a result of this information yes no whatever and then you can get on with your life it seems like a lot of people have had the same experience as you because there's a lot of these local sources coming up, right? Yeah, there are. Yep. Yeah, there's there's a few uh, based around Manly and and obviously locally it coincided also with Manly Daily, you know, shutting down and going yeah. on the paywall and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so is it more to do with the the Manly Daily shutting down and there being a vacuum or is it more to do with the the mistrust of the the broader media and so now we go okay i'm looking for a person that i know and i can trust um i think uh it's definitely has that the, if we're looking purely at the local at the mm. local scene the manly daily stopping print and and going behind uh, a paywall as an online only uh publication um no, that's it so all these other factors, they're all contributors. There were things that, you know, there, there was already that kind of erosion. Um, for me, it was very frustrating. I relied on the on the Manly Daily for my crosswords, <laughs> and, um, uh, as well as, you know, even when the local, even when the news, you know, met some of those resources were going down, you still had the crosswords. So it was always worth collecting before the rain hit it, you know? Um, and check your horoscopes but, yeah. as well to find out what's happening. <laughs> I'm more interested in astronomy than astrology, um, but but probably understand neither, quite frankly. Um, but uh, but the, the, the manly day, the journalists on the manly daily are, are are excellent. I actually used to be an editor for News Corp, and the first thing I did when they announced that they wouldn't be bringing it back was was go to my um, former colleagues who are now in in positions of, of power and and uh, ah, I don't think it was asking. I, I pretty much begged. Um, for them to do something about it um, because it was it was causing a lot of problems, you know, because once people aren't are choosing not to subscribe, as, as many will not, then then it increases the, the need for, for, for clickbait. Um, and then yep. for the most part, what I was seeing was not people feeling compelled to, to, to click through and subscribe, but they would just start arguing on the headlines. Um, and the headlines... You know, which had nothing to do with the journalist. This is going through. This is a different machine. You know, the journalist has done some great work, but it goes through a, a different machine that uh, you know has its own formula, um, and and uh, it's not good. It's not good for community, and it's not good for. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't inform people, and I know. And I was just so frustrated by that that um, I started doing Manly Observer on the side in my spare time. Um, and then obviously there were there were others that that followed. So as it sort of started, is it just you that works in sort of the Manly Observer? Because it seems like like such a strong sort of one person operation. Yeah, yeah, you are the observer. Uh, mm. I am. Yeah, uh, people people do like they'll stop me in the street and they'll call me Manly Observer or, or Mo, which I uh, I love. It's been strange, you know. I'm I'm uh, well known within a very small. Um, <laughs> radius. I just recently hired a contributor, um, and uh, and and there's some lifestyle kind of things, and um, some various friends that you know, or, or former colleagues that uh, write for pleasure. They they contribute on there, but I've just I've just got a new um, person helping me two days a week. Um, but not quite at News Corp Fairfax level yet. 
Oh, look, it's not hard to compete with uh, the numbers that most local news organisations actually have in their staff. It's only about 1.5 at the moment. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they really do do struggle. So, um, you know, I'm fairly obsessed with my work. So I think I count as at least two. Uh, and uh, and then and and the, and the real thing is, I, I mean, I've got. Uh, how do I say this without sounding really cheesy? But I, I I've got tens of thousands of on the ground reporters in in my readers, people who you know I never intended to be at the front. Um, I actually much prefer to be. You know, it's why I was kind of doing producing. I'm not actually. I don't actually enjoy being um, presenting as such, but. I have a lot of people who have come to know me and, and they know that they can trust me with information. And, and so I've got, I've got a lot of reporters out there. Um, so, I, you know, a lot of the time people are telling me what's happening and I'm just doing the fact-checking. I'm the sub-editor and I'm the editor and I'm, you know, maybe getting a little bit more info, especially when it comes to amazing footage. The reason I brought up some News Corp and Fairfax, the largest sort of end of town, but the interesting thing that I found is that you've, especially in Manly, you've got a lot of smaller sort of entities like the Tawny Frogmouth, for instance, and mm-hmm. you guys as well. Is, is it sort of a, a movement that you see, especially going towards that hyper-local news and people seeing value in doing that? Or is it, it does Manly, is Manly special? No, I mean, I'd see um, Tawny Frogmouth, so that's Liam. Um, I, I mean, I, I speak regularly to all, all these guys. For me, the more news, the better. Um, there is so much happening all the time uh, in this area that there's there's plenty of room and uh, I don't have time to go out and get advertisers so I'm barely even competing with anybody in that space <laughs> but I should really get out and do that um, but you know we're, we're, we're <laughs> but really somebody give me money um, we you know we're all operating in different spaces I, I think you know the Tawny's um, loosely models it's very much its own its own beast but it is it is loosely modeled on the beast mag from which is over in in, uh, in Bondi in the east and and so you know it it already existed you know I'm not sure what the impetus is whether you know for for him it was um, life circumstance or you know COVID could could also be part of it some some people are like the working the from home and sort of working from home but also where you live and within at least five kilometers around it has really started to matter to many mm. people. Um, and so then all these voids have become, you know, the contrast <laughs> has uh, really been heightened. So, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's a real combination of, of things. Um, but, but broadly, so I'm actually, I, I've also linked in with a lot of um, other hyperlocals, and and I started a little Facebook group called Think, which was the Hyperlocal Independent News Collective. I think it's called that. I can't remember. Um, but and that was bringing people from all around Australia, whoever wanted to be part of it, to, to swap notes. Mm. Um, and I've been connected with uh, the Judith Nielsen Institute, which is an independent journalism um, foundation, uh, and they've been instrumental in the recent uh, arrival. I mean, within the last eight days of a, of an organisation called Lena, which is a local independent news association. So Lena is mm. evidence, yes, that there is part of the movement because uh, the big media has changed. People feel failed by it. There's still a place for it. You know, I'm I'm still getting my I'm still getting my ABC News, my BBC News. I'm still a subscriber to, you know, I get I get my my papers on the weekend from the Herald 
again, that's also kind of about crosswords, but, you know, it still has a place, but that hyper-local news is so important and it's not being fulfilled in the, in the, in the way that it used to be. Um, and so, yeah, it goes, I suppose there, there, there is a hyper-local movement um, that goes beyond just the manly daily going, going behind a paywall. So what, what will we see with that, though? Will we see um, with, with things like Lena, normally you would expect that that means that they could provide platforms or some kind of baseline for a lot of people like yourself who are starting with literally nothing. Like you've built yourself up now, but everybody else that's starting with nothing. Is, yeah. You know, so does it mean that we'll see more people getting into hyperlocal, but also will we see a bit of standardisation across the board or... Or are they hoping to lift the level? Look, all of those things. Um, There are, uh, they're partly going to be um, incubators. So especially um, in in the regions uh, where where local media, regional media really uh, has been shutting down title after title. There's a lot of people with with an interest but no idea where to start. I think that's some of the work that they'll be doing. Um, and then there will be, you know, we've had a lot of meetings, um, you know, my, my, myself, uh, Liam's been part of some of them, 20 Frogmouth, um, Northern Beaches Advocate, which is up in the, well, it covers all of Northern Beaches, but Dale there um, is, uh, you know, another online source. We've all been part of forums um, talking about what, what we've found hard, what, we, what, what we've learned. And I think part of that will be, okay, well, how, how you know, we're still all discovering it. But we're swapping notes. We're all talking. Um, so, you know, I don't think I know that there are various projects in the work for, for almost like a standardised, um, almost like a franchise yeah. um, style arrangement. Yeah. Um, but I think every area is so unique hmm. um, that I, I think whatever is, is probably needed in, in those areas, that's the shape it's going it's going to take. Um, and and there'll just be things, you know. There's there's a lot of things that I've I've learned away along the way, and I'm still learning. Um, but there's a lot of things that have worked really well, and and I'll be able to share, you know, how how helpful it's been for people not to force clicks onto a website. I welcome them, and it does help me. Mm. Um, but I will tell people what's happening in a social media post. Mm. No, no, no clickbait. I might, you know, do a stupid headline every once in a while or something that sounds interesting. But for the most part, I don't make people work to find out what's going on. It's a very different model. Um, yeah. And also just, you know, another thing that I've, I suppose I've done, which is a bit different, is uh, not being too polished. I mean, I couldn't be if I wanted to be, so that wasn't really a choice. But a lot of my live feeds, I don't actually plan them. It's happened. But, you know, mm-hmm. during the floods, um, you know, I, I try not to look at them again, but a lot of them, I'm, I, I mean, I, I kind of remember I was wearing pants. My hair is a mess. Like, a, a, nobody cares how perfect you are. That's that no longer has a no. relevance to the information you're providing. It's it's more about um, being real. Yeah. To your point, the the value in a crisis, especially around the floods, where people were looking for that sort of information, and if it to your sort of point, man, sort of reflecting what manly is which a lot of it is community sort of people sort of helping out each other so i imagine that there was a lot of demand for you helping out and just basically sort of helping people on the ground understand what's happening and how they help out each other during that time there's a lot of there are a lot of um 
resources set up, you know, kind of like the, the state emergency service and, and all these places that, and, um, that are set up to deliver information that is necessary. The problem is in a crisis, particularly um, when people are, you know, they're, they're starting to be blocked out of their, can't get into their car because their driveway is flooded. Uh, people don't remember, okay, uh, if I need to know that, that the, the spit bridge is open, I've got to check live traffic. Um, sandbags, oh, that's the that's the SES. Most people don't have the SES. Is it? You know, it's just another acronym they they've heard something about. Because people are busy, they're distracted uh, generally in life, or, or even in this case, they're um, they're they've got a lot of adrenaline. They can't remember everything. So all I'm trying to do is I pull all the information together. Obviously, always get your your updates from the Bureau of Meteorology, not from Kim and her um, radar tracker. So I always I direct people, you know, I'm I'm kind of almost just just look, you know, you can go onto Manly Observer and and I'll be doing my best to simplify the communication so that you can access the information you need when you need it. And it's incredibly satisfying as a human to feel useful. You know? ah, yeah. <laughs> so it really is. Uh, so you know, I, I, there's a little bit of uh, you know, burnout at the end of, of a day when it's like that, you know, it's like 16 hours or so, um, but totally worth it. Job satisfaction. With all of that, like you've, you've been through it and figured out your way through a, a few crises now, but um, how heavy were you in the last uh, federal election and what are you looking forward to now that we're, we've literally hit the ground running or whether or not it's been called? Um, We've had the dirt getting thrown out there about some people. We've had a really big announcement this morning on the day we're recording about, you know, federal government and state government are going to stump up $150 million that literally wasn't there last week. So we're right in the middle yeah. of it, whether or not it's been called. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking but, forward but, to? Well, on that point, the $150 million, I, I was reading in a, in a few of the, the others, uh, you know, saying for the trouble spots uh, I think something on the Wakehurst but mm-hmm. um, uh, that money that's been announced is I'm sure welcome but that's just part of the features link um, necessary works um, it's actually uh... nothing to do with flood mitigation or uh, anything else I'm pretty sure if you uh, I haven't got access to the plans yet apparently they're not available but um, pretty sure that's all the area that when that that needs to be widened and developed and everything ahead of the beaches link sometimes uh announcements there's a lot more to them um so that's why i haven't published anything on it yet yeah. um because i'm just I, you know that's i try and you know kind of uh, sometimes oh look that's interesting that can go out uh mm-hmm. but but with things like this and, and and especially anything to do with uh a big big announcements as we lead into the federal election that will have to happen by end of may um i'll i'm going to be a little careful combing through some of those announcements you have a really important role now you've you've established yourself and yourself and and all the other guys uh, obviously but you've established yourself as a trusted source now and now we're coming into this time where um well i know you've talked about fake news a a bunch um Mm. so now you're going to be that funnel that people trust uh what's What's your approach? What is that combing through process and, and what are you mm. expecting to come at you over the next few months? Okay, I don't have a neat answer for you other than um, uh, there, there'll be a lot of noise. I just 
simply ignore. Uh, I, I'm not interested. In, so, put it this way, so, um, so I studied a media degree, and after I did the media degree, I did an honours degree in politics. And my plan was to be oh. a political political journalist. Hmm. And uh, I did an internship with, uh, wait for it, Sky News um, in the press gallery. Um, this is before they went after dark. It was uh, it was mm-hmm. uh, two two decades ago now. It was David Spears and Kieran Gilbert. Anyway, right. uh, amazing amazing experience. I learned a lot. Uh, I remember being behind Kim Beasley in the in the canteen line after he'd just been uh, uh, beaten as the the leader of the opposition by Mark Latham, uh, and I said, "Big day, huh?" And I thought he was going to kill me. Um, you know, I, I went through that process, and at the end of it, um, uh, they they quite kindly offered me offered me a job working back up in Sydney, and I turned it down because. I thought, oh, I've only left high school a few years ago and I felt like it was just like the, 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 the schoolyard. It was just like he said, she said, you know, it was a, like a lot, of, a lot of the work is important but most of the everyday uh, getting caught up in these little mind games. And, and Children thought, bickering in the playground. Yeah, and I, um, you know, I know, I know there's a game. I know that it's played but I just, I just knew that I didn't, I didn't want to play it. Um, so that's how I, I went into to local local journalism instead. I'm really thinking. I, I think where I can be most helpful is is really the, the the guts of what people want to know about. And most people, unless you're actively really actively engaged in that political scene, don't care. Just <laughs> tell me who the candidates are. Um, what are their main opinions on things? Um, mm. A little bit about you know, um, maybe who, who they are as people. But noise, right? So uh, you're busy, so you have to cut out noise. But mm. for those of us that are sitting here getting the noise, like, uh, and particularly around an election, noise is part of the tactics that is used to mm. throw you off or throw you onto something. So mm. given that you've got a background in journalism, you know what the tricks are, you've done the political studies as well, um, you've, you know, been threatened by Kim no, I'm joking. But given that you have that experience, uh, talking yeah. to a pleb like me, how how do I learn to filter out the noise? I'm not sure if I've got any answers for you. I, I think, you know, what was that program? I never watched it, but I think it was like Mary Kondo or whatever and you, whatever her name was and you hold something <laughs> yeah. and you say, you know. Does it spark joy in my life? Does it spark joy? Does it spark? Does this inform me? Yeah. Does this inform me or affect my life? How much does this affect my opinion on what I'm going to do? If it's not very much, look, some some people love it. You know, you want to you want to play in it? Sure, go for it. But for the most part, um, throw it out. This was part one of our chat with Kim. Look out for part two, where we take a closer look at the issues that are likely to come up this federal election. Till then, make sure to subscribe to hear future podcasts.